0: As the jubilant dispersed through Embrace's streets, each of them headed to wherever they called home. They found that so much had altered in their absence. There were the big stuff, of course. It weren't long after the jubilant went into the cut that the nimbs shifts had made their play. With their bloody blades and silvered tongues, they cornered Embrace's council and all the doors with a stake in it. The other families protested of course, but if I were to give a Nim shift credit for aught, it was that they always knew exactly when to strike and how hard. The Nim well, they were never gonna give up their stake in things. And they readied themselves for a battle, but before they could rally their swords, they'd already lost those remnants that made it out they'd soon be drowned in their own blood. The Nimdakers retreated, waited. They didn't fight, they didn't bargain. They withdrew. They wagered that patience would have its due. In the Nim Prillacents, the lesser of the four main families let themselves be bought. With Collad and Dacre absent, they weren't too proud to play lesser partner to the Nimshifts. Within a matter of weeks, all manner of scandal and blackmail, violence and assassination had brought the council to its knees. And we were left unsure whether to celebrate its demise or fear what had appeared in its place. The Nimshifts Ascendant A dictatorship ruled by valor and vigor. The sun spare banners blooming like summer's flowers on every street corner. The jubilant couldn't ignore a metinome. Nor would they be able to ignore the way that the chef's gaze now swivelled to face them in the revolution. And unlike the Nymfrillacents, they knew there would never be one With silvered tongues. Welcome to These Flimsy Rituals, an actual play podcast focused on telling small stories in big worlds. Joining me today is Beck Mihalik.
1: Hi, I'm Beck, and you can find me on Twitter at r underscore
0: Steve Martin. Hello, I'm Steve Martin,
2: and you can find me on Twitter at purple
0: underscore steve have you been replaced by a robot steve
2: no i was just trying to keep the intonation that you were doing with the these flimsy rituals i thought that was you know
0: what we're doing now but then what else will have heard oh yeah good point shit (laughs) (laughs) elizabeth simones
1: hi i'm ziz and you can find me at sea silk games
0: fryn henderson
3: hi i'm fryn and you can find me
0: at theron and Steve Martin. Hi, I'm Steve. Uh you can find me on Twitter at purple underscore Steve. so I was looking at the list of names in roll twenty and I couldn't remember which one I'd missed out, so I just decided <laughs> to go for Steve again. Fair enough. That's all right. Yeah. We got it. Good tick. And I'm your host, Adam Dixon. You can follow me on Twitter at T Dixon and you can follow the show on Twitter at Flimsy Rituals. You can find our website at flimsyrituals.com, and today we are continuing our game of Blades in the Dark by John Harper, and as always, all of the music featured in this season is from Saturn by Kai Engel. I was going to ask, where do we want to start? But I think we ended on a little bit of a cliffhanger, right? Nia?
1: Nah, I mean, there's there's no decisions to be made. It's all fine.
0: Nia, what, what, what is happening with you right now?
1: Well, so after all of that and the super awkward hug, uh, Nia is gone upstairs to actually take a bath and maybe a nap, mm. if possible.
0: After being told off by their parents, right?
1: Yeah, after everything with their parents, so they're just going to try and unwind a little bit and Um, like kind of think maybe maybe some thinking
0: that makes sense how many stories is this house i'm imagining did we describe it as like one of those like big terrace houses basically
1: yeah that's what i was imagining um the kinds that have half stories Mm. where it's like three or four stories but there's an extension so you've got like the half stories in between
0: yeah. yeah, in a little, like, basement kitchen thing.
1: Mm-hmm, and stairs that make no sense.
0: Okay, and where is Nia's room in all of this?
1: I mean, I want it to be on the top floor so Say can kind of sneak out and sit on the roof.
0: <laughs> I quite like that, that image of, like, a teenage Nia just being like, okay, I'm going to go and hide up here.
1: Yeah. I imagine that's something they've done since, say, we're small. Mm. Um, So not actually leaving, just, you know, being on the roof. It's not leaving home. It's not sneaking out.
0: And what is Nia's bedroom like?
1: Kind of unused right now.
0: Is this not where you stay?
1: You know, when you're... In uni and you have the one place where you where you're supposed to sleep but you don't you stay like on someone's couch or with someone you're dating or anything like that. And so this is like the sometimes bed.
0: Yeah when you've got no other alternatives.
1: yeah. So it feels a bit like that so it's all the clo- so the clothes there are the clothes Nia likes the least. No- nothing essential is really. Nothing that Nia likes is here.
0: Mm. Is it that kind of like decoration where, you know, you you got to like the age of twelve or something and your parents are like, Okay, Nia, we think it's time for you to choose your own decorations for your bedroom. Wouldn't that be nice? And then they take you to like one of their designer friends and you have like three different options of stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, out of this really limited palette of options, mm. you could have this chair. This exact chair and no other chair in mustard, uh, clementine, or ruby. Uh, so, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Um.
0: And what's, like... Because I imagine if you've got, like, people cleaning up this place occasionally as well, like, it's very hard <laughs> to stamp your own personality on that. But what is, like, the one thing that Neo's managed to make their own?
1: Well, I think... So they have a really bad habit of, like with the chair downstairs, turning it into mm-hmm. basically an embroidery sampler, of having an idea and just having to put it down somewhere. So I think it's kind of a constant battle between Nia, their parents, and the cleaners to keep the furniture looking s- somewhat normal. <laughs>
0: Is near just scratching stuff into, like, bedposts and desks and stuff.
1: Yep. Yep. Cool. It's, you know, like, like waking up, not really reaching for paper, just like, ah, oh, I, just, I just gotta quickly stitch out this thing on this pillowcase or, like, scratch into this <laughs> the wooden post or...
0: I've got a needle. That'll do.
1: Yeah, it's fine.
0: <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, I think you arrive in this room... Are you intending to have a bath like your parents suggested?
1: Yeah, I think Nia really wants a bath. Just a moment. And also, it's been a really long time since Nia's had any kind of shower or anything. And that's not so normal grooming pattern. Mm. <laughs> so a bath would be really nice. <laughs> And a door that people won't open. Also nice.
0: So is this like, you take a long bath? Or is it just like, I'm just going to have a bath and leave?
1: I think Nia is intending a short bath and then gets really cozy. Mm and like i think there's a little bit of an like of like the come down from the last like all of the stuff in the cut everything that nia has been learning about like weaving spirit and how all that's been working out and then what happened at ashes like all of that it's just been a lot and having a moment like just sitting in a bath for 2 minutes is enough to like basically shut nia down for a bit <laughs>
0: Do you say fall asleep?
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Here's a question I don't know whether we've asked or answered at any point, but can Nia breathe underwater?
1: Oh, I have no idea. Uh...
0: Say yes.
1: Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so.
0: Just, I, I love the idea of Nia just falling asleep underwater and then
1: can't really hear things, all the muffled sounds.
0: Yeah, you probably wake up because you think you hear, like, a knock on your door. Mm. And you're not quite sure until, like, you surface, and then you hear, maybe it's Cherub. Just say, Nia, when you're done, could you come downstairs, please? And then you hear footsteps going away from your door.
1: Good, good, good. I think Nia doesn't go back to sleep but takes their sweet time
0: mm. Do you say go downstairs?
1: Uh yeah I think mm. so
0: I think when you like walk out of the room I imagine it's like an on suite bathroom situation when you walk out back into your bedroom um, you notice that a pile of clothes has been laid out for you on your bed
1: Oh no, what do they look like?
0: uh you tell me but i imagine they're probably some like slightly older clothes of yours maybe from when you were like a late teenager the sort of thing that i imagine you'd have had to wear when you went to like the services in the different temples and things like that or like for formal occasions maybe pastel colors is the right color choice here with a lot of like frills and ruffles They're still kind of fancy because your, like, parent is, like, a fashion journalist, but they're not your kind of fancy.
1: How lovely.
0: Mm, Very, like, embrace upper-middle-class respectable clothing.
1: Oh, oh, good. Respectable. That's exactly uh, Nia's jam right now. Luckily, Nia's had a lot of practice Mm. at this exact thing. Of taking their old clothes and making them livable and wearable. Like, I think Nia definitely does that. I think say totally intend to go downstairs and see whatever it is that the parents are wanting. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely want a mark of this is on my own terms.
0: And is that messing up these clothes?
1: I mean, there's no time to dye them or anything, but I think it's making tasteful, in Nia's eyes, um, like swift alterations. So maybe that's mo- like cutting off some of the ruffles and putting them somewhere else or using them in a different, in a different way, like changing the silhouette drastically. Just anything, anything Nia can do to make the clothes their own.
0: That sounds good. I, I had visions for a moment of just Nia walking downstairs, clothes dripping with bleach.
3: <laughs> that sounds really uncomfortable, though, for a mucusy skin <laughs> it situation. It really does. Yeah, for regular skin, it would be so much fun.
0: Uh, but yeah. You put these clothes on, these like this messed up version of this outfit.
1: I think I just want to add that there's definitely, I don't know if you've seen the dress in, I think it's Sweeney Todd. It's like a black and white striped dress where they couldn't find, they just couldn't be bothered to sew it with the striped pattern. So they put the stripes on afterwards with magic marker.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I think I want that. So Nia just putting in a pattern that isn't there. And that totally doesn't take any time and is completely fine and reasonable.
0: I mean, I guess paint would be very quick or like a little... I imagine you've got a load of black fabric just in your room that you could just tie ribbons into it and stuff like that. Yeah. Perfect.
1: Whatever this is, it looks terrible.
0: (laughs) (sighs) And then do you go downstairs? Yes. Okay. I think you arrive to that sort of living room snug, where your parents had met you last time, and they're not in there. You find them in what your parents call the reception room, which is a slightly grander, larger place. I think it has, you know, quite a tall ceiling with sort of lattice work around the sides and. Maybe a table in one half, and then the other half is, like, some nice chairs and sofas. Set in one of those chairs is someone you recognize, is Altara Nimshif.
1: Excellent. Good.
0: She is dressed in, like, her usual sort of attire, which is she's got, like, a short black jacket on. I think instead of grey or black or anything like that, I think the lace waves that cover her jacket are now gold. The shifts are being coronated, or maybe not coronated, they become regents, but I think there's a little nod to that in the style that she's wearing. Her collar is popped. She doesn't seem to be carrying any weapons. And as a reminder, she's kind of got like purple hair tied into bunches. And she sits in the center of the room, or like the most central chair, which is like a high backed armchair. And your parents are doing something you've never seen them do before, which is they're both stood behind the chair. They're not sat in the other chairs talking to this person, they're kind of nervously stood behind Altara. So they have a strange sense of etiquette, I guess. And I think as you walk in, Altara puts down a cup of, I imagine a floral-smelling tea, that doesn't really look like it's been drank at all. And looks at you. Nia, right?
1: Yeah, that's me.
0: I presume you know who I am?
1: Yeah, I know who you are. Nia is going to just go and flomp down in the chair opposite her.
0: Then you know why I'm here?
1: I mean, sort of? I don't know why you're taking the time out to see me.
0: I think your parents, who are stood behind Altar, both like looking nervously at each other, and I think Zedek is definitely looking a little bit more nervous than than Cherib in some ways because I think you probably like intuit this while you were gone. When Zedek left, Zedek went to get Altara, so say so, definitely like a little anxious because of that, and Zedek like looks at Cherub, and Cherub looks at you, and is like, Nia, please, this is serious. And Altara just holds up her hand, please, we all talk alone. And your parents look a bit, like, put out and, like, confused, and then just do a little nod and walk out the room, and close the door behind them, and you're left face-to-face, alone with Altara.
1: Great. No no other place I'd rather be It's perfect
0: She's like picked up the teacup again at this point And is just kind of like swirling it a little bit I'm sure you Don't need me to tell you that I have a full team of people outside There's no running away from this
1: I'm not planning on running
0: Good I'm here As a courtesy Because I I think I respect you Nia.
1: I'm sorry, what?
0: I've been following you all since you took Hoken from us, and I think of all of the members of the Jubilant. You're the one with any kind of intelligence. I've intercepted a few of the letters you've been sending out to people across the city. I've read what you've written in those, the plans you've been making, the network you've been building, and I'm impressed.
1: I mean, I currently trust nothing you say. But I will take the compliment. However, I assume you're just saying that to get me to to say something back. She shrugs. What is it that you want? Why are you here?
0: I want you to work with me. Simple as that. And I'm not here asking you politely whether you'd like to work with me or not whether you'd like to betray your friends because i know if it came to it that you wouldn't i'm asking whether you'd rather betray your friends or whether you and your family would like an appointment with the gallows those are your two options and i know that you're sensible and reasonable
1: like why why do my parents need to like like i don't really care but they also have nothing to do with this why is that your leverage? That seems ridiculous.
0: Are you bluffing here?
1: Uh Sir probably bluffing. I mean, I think Sir pretty annoyed at their Parents, but that I, I'm not like Nia still Nia does care. Nia definitely mm. does care. But also is confused why they're being mixed up in this and kind of wants them just to be, like, put aside?
0: Mm. Because they're within my reach. And it wouldn't be hard to say that they've done something.
1: Okay. I can't really argue there.
0: They've raised you. A radical, a revolutionary who wants to tear down the very fabric that keeps Embrace going. They raised the person that assassinated Oka nimshef I'm oh. sure we could easily find notes that confirm their collaboration with you.
1: I mean, I would love to read them because that would be some of the first, like, supportive words I will have seen. So that'd be great. Um,
0: we all have parent issues.
1: Does, does Altara have parent issues?
0: Altara's like a member of the Nimshifts. Of course she does.
3: <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> Literally the world's worst family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've seen Oaken, right? I don't know.
3: What you're on, but... Oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> I mean, as far as like keeping Embrace running, I think creating a new remnant is like I'm not doing that. I'm trying to make that not happen.
0: So she doesn't even look shocked. I don't know anything about that and she's not lying there. Um
1: you you might want to. You might you might want to.
0: She shrugs. It's not my job to and I'm not sure that there would be any proof that would implicate us in whatever fantasy you would seek to defend yourself with. Let's be clear here. I am here because you're trapped. There is no way out of this for you, Nia. I have every piece of evidence. I know every connection that you have. This is my job and I'm good at it. Your options, as I've laid out, are For me to make everything public. To put you on the front of every news sheet. As the murderer of Oaken Nimshif. Everyone saw you there. You flew through the air glowing. And your parents part in this. Honestly I don't care whether they live or die. I don't care whether you care whether they live or die. But I will use every piece of leverage that I have. And whether I send them to the gallows or not, their association with you will ruin their livelihoods. I don't want to do that, though. I know that you're just someone that got mixed up in something that they shouldn't. All because of what some radical who works in a tailor's shop.
1: is very unhappy that Altara just mentioned Elif at <laughs> all. Also, Nia's incredibly tempted to be on every single, like, news sheet as the murderer of Oaken. <laughs> saying, say, flew glowing through the air and stabbed him through the heart. Like, that." that is incredibly tempting. If you get to be, like, an Oaken-sized celebrity for, like, a day. That's pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah. For one day. For one, one day. evening. Listen. I don't want you. I don't even want the rest of your little gang. just want Oaken.
1: I mean, in all seriousness, that's the one, like, I I can give you nothing, really, on Oaken. I barely know where he is when we're together with a plan.
0: There must be a place that you plan. Does Nia actually hesitate there? Yeah. Altara smiles. I can give you and your parents full immunity. We can explain it away as a story of someone seduced by a revolutionary into doing something they shouldn't.
1: Elif has to stay out of
0: this. Okay. Then we blame it all on Oaken.
1: I mean, that seems fair.
0: A fake Oaken, a manipulator.
1: Wait, which one's... Now I'm confused. Because <laughs> we've got the real Oaken, but we're going to pretend he's the fake one and that the real one is dead.
0: I am going to pretend that the real Oaken is the fake Oaken, yes.
1: That's so confusing and so needless. I don't understand why we got here. Or why what, what happened there. But anyway... Because
0: we do not need him anymore. We are in control now and with Oaken out the way there is space for us to tell a new story about our family. And she like looks up from her tea and looks at you. If you do this right perhaps there's a place for you in it. I can see what I can do.
1: So you just need to know where to find Oaken.
0: I need to catch you all. When you're planning something, get everyone in one place. Oh, I see. Not yet. I'll let you know when. But when I'm ready, I'll send you a signal, and then we will close the trap. But I promise you immunity, and I'll do what I can to make sure that the rest of your friends don't come to too much harm. Oaken, though, Oaken's the one we're after. And what is he to you, really? Seems like an easy choice. Alright. She sets the tea down on like a little table and stands up.
1: If I help you, how do I know you won't just go back on it?
0: I'm trying to think here whether there is something here. Like, there's, there's that kind of cliche thing of like, you don't. But maybe she does offer you something. I'm just trying to think about like what it is.
3: Can you just straight up tell whether she's lying?
0: yeah that that's the thing, right?
3: I could see if she's
1: lying now, but mm. that doesn't that's not great assurance for what she'll decide in the future.
2: I mean, it would mean that she intends to keep the promise, which is a pretty good start.
0: Well that's a good start. I think she's been lying all along, yeah. I don't think that means that she'll betray you. And maybe she, like, looks at you and goes, like, what assurances do you want?
1: Well, I know you haven't been telling the truth. So, that's not a good start.
0: What good is the truth? I will send a signal when I'm ready. Don't think of betraying me. I promise you this, whatever happens, you will be safe. I'll see to that. And she's not lying as she says that.
1: Nia yeah, doesn't say anything.
0: Do you agree? Or should I call for the swifts that wait outside to come and arrest you right now?
1: No, I agree. I'll let you know where Oaken is.
0: She nods. And walks out the room I imagine past your parents who as soon as she like strides out do their best to pretend they've not just been waiting in the hallway. <laughs> and like your parents scramble to open the front door for her and she just opens it herself because she's like a step quicker than them and walks out where she's met by like one of one of her retinue and she kinda like walks down the street. I think the other thing you got from her in that sort of conversation is I think there's like a touch of fragility about Altara there's definitely a sense of she reminds me a lot of Nia of of being someone who is trying to play the role that she has been given and isn't necessarily always very good at it
3: good
2: I mean if she hasn't figured out where the carousel is by now then she's uh (laughs)
3: Yeah, I love that this needs an interrogation, whereas if you just are within a 60-foot radius of ash at any time, he's just like, have you seen our carousel? The fish have clothes.
1: Nia Nia made them. Nia, and here's their entire name, and where they're from, and what schools they went to.
0: My headcanon is that she's heard of the carousel, but she doesn't know what a carousel is, it being the only carousel in the city or in existence
3: the only saving grace to ash telling literally everyone about our secret lair is that everyone's just like what the fuck's a carousel
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're all hiding out in the bluff Bump. what <laughs> what does that mean what uh, good scene that's all gonna go well yep
1: yeah You're-
0: sorry wow.
3: beck what Hmm.
0: Cool, cool, cool,
3: cool, 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 cool. Sorry, Beck, and the rest of you, you'll definitely totally be fine.
2: I'm already dead. What can go yeah. wrong?
3: <laughs> Can't be double dead, as you always say. <laughs> Can't get deader. <laughs> <laughs> Someone passes yeah. Ivar a note off stage that says you can, in fact, get deader. What? <laughs> <laughs> whoa. whoa.
0: <laughs> we got you some spirit rope. I like the idea that like, there's maybe points in which. You probably work out some of the details of Altara, whether in that meeting or like another one. But we can kind of just leave the curtain closed on them and just do flashbacks to that as and when we need them, as we make choices about how that all goes. Sounds good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, should we just do the quick like downtime downtime admin? Whatever that's called.
3: Oh yes, let's have some consequences and whatnot.
2: We we can just skip the skip the consequences, right? That's fine.
0: Um, no, we're we're just gonna skip everything else. We're just <laughs> having the consequences this episode. No actual downtime, just consequences. Um, so when you finish a score, we go through like the different stages. First step is payoff. So a successful operation generates both rep and coin. The crew earns two rep per score by default. If the target of the score is higher tier than you, you take plus one rep per tier higher. What tier are you?
3: I want to say one.
0: Hmm. Uh, the Envoy, Lilium, was like tier four. Or like the higher tier, highest tier faction involved in that was probably like tier four. So that's five rep you've got.
3: Oh, lovely. Oh, we're, we're all full of rep.
0: Oh, nice. If you get enough coins, you can then like tier up your crew. Um, if you keep the operation completely quiet, so no one knows about you and Zero Rep, no, you brought a building into the into the city.
3: Yeah, we moved a whole ass building. Embrace
0: has a new island now. D- does
2: does everyone know that was us?
3: Could have been anyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could have been anyone. And the fact that you found Oaken lounging on the stairs is inconsequential.
0: <laughs> it could have been anyone until Ash ran around and went, "That was us. We did that." <laughs> <Shit>. uh. <laughs> It's impossible to keep an
2: operation quiet with Ash around, isn't it?
0: Um. So the next bit is... You get some coin. I'm trying to think about, like, what coin you would get from this, or, like, where you would get loot from. Just
3: nicking stuff out of the
0: Winter's Lodge. <laughs> yeah, in all fairness.
3: Everyone's got a pocket full of silverware. <laughs> we took all the spoons.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm into that. Like... I imagine you get some kind of stipend anyway, and there's all of the garden stuff as well. I always, like, take your coin to be, like, how well are the ginnels doing to some degree as well? And this feels like a fairly okay payoff for you all. So, like, maybe, what, there are five of you? Let's give you eight coin, just because there's, like, five of you. That gives you a bit of extra cash to deal with.
3: Oh, okay. that's uh.
2: So one each and three to the the bank, I guess.
3: Uh, Someone can have two coin because we don't have enough space for three in the bank.
2: Mm. How much do we need to level up the crew? Seems like this might be a good time.
0: So in order to increase your tier by one, um, it costs coin equal to your new tier times eight. Jeez. So it'd be 16, yeah.
3: We do not have 16
0: coin, my friends. Oh, isn't there something? Two seconds. Um, When you advanced... Isn't there something about your stash going up as well?
2: Yeah, when it's it's when you get a um a crew advancement.
0: Oh cool. How many times have you advanced because you should have a bunch of stash each then in that case. Everyone's got six. Yeah, so I think you should be on at least nine because you've advanced again, right?
2: I'm sure. Yes. I'll, I'll take it. And stash to coin is 2 to 1, is it? So we should all have nine stash each.
0: Should be on nine. And then, yeah, stash to coin is, I think it's two to one, right? Yeah, so for every two stash removed, you get one coin in cash. So you could probably just all clear out some stash in advance.
3: Yeah, sh- sh- shall we? Should yeah. we become tier two? Sounds good. Mm-hmm.
2: So we've already got four in the, in the vault, sorry, in our thing, right?
0: That takes you down to 12. So if everyone puts in two and then two people put in three, that okay. will do it. I will put in three. All
1: right, I'll put in three.
3: Okay, we're we're tier two.
0: Cool. So we're tier two and weak again now, right? Yeah. So you go up to tier two and weak. And we are rep tree starts again, right? Yeah. Yeah. You collect that. And basically, what that means is you are like a slightly bigger, stronger group now, which I guess makes sense of what a cohort. Like, it's assumed at Tier 2 that, at least for, like, NPC factions, if you're putting out a group of people instead of, like, three to six people that you had at Tier 1, you've now got, like, up to 12 people, and that might be slightly different for you. It could be, like, you've got a few fewer higher-quality people, but it probably just broadly means you're, like, more connected. I don't know, do we see anything else change about the Jubilant? Are they slowly becoming more important?
3: The other maybes are less mean about us.
0: <laughs> Is this sort of connected to the Winter's Lodge as well? Like, people know you've got a part in that. And while you've still got the carousel as your hideaway, you've still got you've got that as well.
3: Yeah, I think it's like maybe the Winter's Lodge would would trust us above maybe other maybe cells that they might be reluctant to reach out to. And I've always seen the Jubilant as like the maybe that the Ginnels kind of put up with. Not that we're bad at our jobs, but that we're just like a bit of a liability, a bit of a risky option, mm. a liability, and maybe now it's a bit more like, or maybe we misjudged that very slightly. They are still alive.
0: No, I like that. I wonder whether it ever gets that of a bit of going like, oh, maybe they're getting too powerful now.
3: Absolutely not.
0: No. <laughs> so now it's just they're like, hmm. okay, so after payoff do heat. So you gain heat according to the nature of the operation. Uh, zero heat is smooth and quiet, low exposure. Two is contained, standard exposure. Four is loud and chaotic, high exposure. Or six is wild, devastating exposure.
3: We put explosives on an envoy and then we transported a building. Yeah,
0: but no one else saw... Okay, okay, fine. It's, it always comes back to the building, alright, doesn't it? Transported the building on the day of a coronation.
3: There was literally a parade going by. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> fine. Cool. So six heat.
3: Six heat then, okay.
0: Um... Plus one heat for a high-profile or well-connected target. I don't think so necessarily.
3: Um, I can't fit six heat in.
0: Cool, Uh, you go up a wanted level. Fuck me, it's so high. What's your wanted level now? Three.
3: It's three. It's three and a half.
0: I mean, doing the double scores has definitely accelerated this, but I think it kind of makes sense for the story we're telling and the arc of this season for you to be (laughs) extremely wanted, so I'm not too fussed about it.
1: That's fine. It's fine.
0: I don't think any of these other ones are true. There was no killing, I don't think.
2: Yeah, we did a score without killing
0: anyone. Yeah. Hell
2: That's
1: because yeah. we couldn't. Boom. Mm. We tried. We killed some
3: bits of Envoy. Yeah. That's got they count. I'd argue that we've killed our future's hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. See, we managed to
1: murder something.
0: Uh, plus one heat if it was on hostile turf which it wasn't really and plus one if you're at war which you're not like I know we had the war downtime last time that was more just because you're in the cut and under siege but I don't Mm -hmm. think you are anymore and then I think the next thing we need to do before we go on to downtime is entanglements so would someone like to give me a roll which is a number of dice equal to your wanted level (laughs) cool is that three?
3: that's three
0: and how many heats do you have at the minute? Four. Four. Of course, cool. so that's on the middle chart.
2: Ziz, I think. I think this is your turn. After
0: after you just yeah. betrayed us. Doesn't Ziz roll every time? Was it Frenn?
2: I've definitely done
3: one. Ryan's done some critical consequences. I've done some critical yeah. consequences. I've
0: done some good rolling. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like Ziz then. Yeah. All right. It's a six.
1: It's a six? What does that mean?
0: That's the worst possible result.
1: Oh.
0: A six is a show of force. So a faction with whom you have negative status makes a play against your holdings. Give them one claim or go to war. Drop to minus three status. If you have no claims, lose one hold instead. Um, we should sort out your claims, actually. What claims do you have at the minute? Before I take them away.
3: We have a, a salon. Which I think is, um, we said that was the vials, yeah. right? The, yeah. the building that they have that we helped them with the rent strike is ours to use.
0: Let's give you back your sympathizers as well. I feel like you're, like story-wise, we're at a stage where it feels like you've proved to people that you're reliable again. Okay. And let's give you something for the Winter's Lodge as well. So some options are a council seat. hmm Which I think is I think it's meant to be minus two heat per score rather than plus two heat per score, because that seems bad. <laughs> um <laughs> which might make sense.
3: We did help that lad get elected in Atrium.
0: Yeah, and also like I think we started to say that like the meeting is happening here.
3: Oh yeah. The radical meeting.
0: Yeah, like maybe that's a good point for that to like come in. Mm-hmm. I think we'll maybe explore this a little bit more during downtime, but I think over the period of time where this downtime takes place, I think those meetings start to take place. I think people start to move into the Winter's Lodge, and that is used as the kind of safe place for where this kind of revolutionary network happens. And I think the thing that is interesting here Is it very quickly moves from this kind of planning meeting that it was billed as into almost this, I guess, informal council as this meeting drags on for days and days, and people start to, groups start to send representatives, and people start to like argue with each other about like different things to do, and it slowly becomes apparent that like what you're holding is not necessarily just a meeting over what is happening next, although that obviously happens. But something starts to form, which is almost this second radical council. And maybe we'll explore that a little bit more as we as we play, because I'd love to like see what that looks like, and maybe we we'll see some of that in downtime, but I just wanted to set that overall scene. And I think that's why you have this council seat. And it's going to give you minus two heat per score, as people... You've got people who can, like, cover for you a little bit.
3: Oh, thank God. It's hard to be mad at us specifically in in all of the noise.
0: Exactly. Who cares about your, like, little crew when there's an entire new council of embrace? They're just like, shifts? What a day. Sounds like we need to be making even more trouble to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's okay. I'm making sure that the right people pay attention to us so that we're not forgotten. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh thanks
3: Nia Good
0: And let's also just cool. give you some turf Because we don't have any of that And that feels like that's what that is as well This
2: is all just so you can take it away isn't it
0: It might just be so I can take it away But <laughs> <laughs> That's fine what can I say? So yeah the Entanglement is a show of force um, Which is a faction With whom you have ne- negative status Makes a play against your holdings Give them a claim or go to war. If you have no claims, lose one hold instead. I think, let's just give you a glimpse of something. And then when it makes sense to you, I'll, I'll have the entanglement come into play. So I think the camera cuts. And we are in a room filled with greenery. Plants and vines and flowers and ivy and trees, everywhere is green and luscious. Now, camera is in amongst this greenery, looking towards a figure. It's a figure that we've seen before. It's a figure much larger than any human that we've seen on screen. It's the same figure we saw watching you all as you fought Lililium and then exited the cut. The figure is hunched. We are watching them from behind. They are hunched over a desk old and worn and beaten. A desk that is too small for them. And on that desk there appears to be a large stack of papers and notes and they seem to be reading from that stack. And as we watch them We see them lock up. And our camera follows their head's movement and follows their gaze. We realize that the wall in front of them is not solid, but is a large pane of glass. And through that glass, we can see embrace. And specifically, we can see the terraced houses of Hinterwood. We can see one of the fleshwood castings that has grown out along the shoreline of the ward. We can see the stadium where they race Lysaday. We can see the ribs and bones and spit that has formed Tail's End. And at the end of that, where our figure's gaze is now locked, we can see the Winter's Lodge.